0: Hey, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans, and this is episode 98. We're going to do a clinic debrief on our uh, latest clinic, which was uh, held in, here in Utah. And uh, <clears throat> this is our second extreme trail riding clinic of the year. Every year we do two or three of these. And uh, hopefully you got a chance to listen to um, our uh, debrief on the first one of the year last month. Um, this one, this second one here was amazing. It was a fantastic time. Uh, I got a lot of highlights to go over. I got a lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, there's a few lessons in here. Um, but I just got to say these people are amazing. I am so proud of all the participants. A full, a full clinic of this is, is 11 people. We take 11 people maximum. See out here where we do this clinic, I have to get government permits to go out there and do these types of clinics and whatnot. And there's some hoops to jump through. So I'm, I'm limited in total numbers I can have, uh, both in, in human numbers and in equine numbers. Uh, there's a limit. So it comes down to the participants that I can take a 11 participants and, uh, you know, they can bring, you know, I can have 11 meals from them. So, you know, we have to kind of be a little bit selective about who we let into this clinic. I used to just have it open to the whole world. I mean, anybody could sign up for this and we got some interesting characters. Um, Let's just say we, we learned our lessons, Sky and I. So now, now we have a little bit of a, of a process. Um, First of all, you, you have to have attended a regular mealmanship clinic sometime sometime, uh, you know, in the year leading up to this extreme trial writing clinic. So you got to be current on our, the mealmanship that I'm teaching also because I, you know, I'm getting better. I, well, I shouldn't say it like that. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to improve all the time. So if you come to a clinic five years ago and you think, oh, well, I went to a clinic five years ago, I'm good. You might find that we do things different now. And I hope five years from now, I'm five years better yet. Anyways, we like you to be current on what it is we're doing. So we require that you have, you know, attended a, a clinic within the year. Um, also, we give preference to the people that continually come back to these extreme trial clinics. So basically to get at the top of the list, you had to have come to a regular clinic in the year past and also come to a one of these extreme trouble clinics in the year past, AKA our rock crawling clinics. So to say the least, we get some awesome people in these clinics and, and this one was no different. I'm, I'm super excited to talk today about this clinic and what we did. So let's just start from the beginning. Day one training day. <laughs> um, I love the first day. That's my favorite uh, because you see, we we always have, there's a few new people and then there's a few, you know, return. So out of the 11 participants we had this time, seven of them were return, and uh, four of them were, were rookies. So it, it was a good, it was a good mixture. You know, you don't want to have too many rookies because then there's a little too much anxiety in the air. Uh, there's a little too much uncertainty. So I like to have more veterans than rookies to even things out. And that's kind of like the same thing, same philosophy, right? When you're working with your mule, right? Like you need to know a little bit to get along because there's already enough anxiety from the mule. Um, and if you get too much anxiety mixed in there, it could be bad. Uh, but just a little bit is okay. Just a little bit keeps it interesting. And it's no so different with these people with this clinic is, you know, you don't want to have too much anxiety in the group because then it, it kind of bleeds out to everybody else. Um, so when I have this group, you know, seven of them have already been there. They got confidence. They know what to expect. They know how this is going to go. They know they can do it. And that confidence uh, drains over into the rookies, just like our confidence should drain over to our mules. So it was a good mixture of people. Um, we had people come from all over the place. We had, oh, let's see. We had Ron from Wisconsin. Uh, we had a handful of people from, uh, Colorado. Uh, we had Arizona, uh, Texas, Idaho, um, and Montana. Uh, and it was, it was just awesome. Great people. So day one training day. Uh, Typically, when we do this clinic, I start in a little area. We call it Box Canyon. And this little Box Canyon has obstacles of all sizes. And and we start small. We start really easy so that we can make yes mules. And this is is important. Um, This particular time, we didn't start in the Box Canyon because I had so many uh, return people. Um, we started a little bit more advanced and I'm going to tell you the pros and cons of that. But first of all, back to this, yes, mule thing, I just mentioned, this is, this is critical. See, if you followed along long enough and you've, you've, you've been to, you guys maybe have been to my clinics and you've, uh, been watching the video library and, and reading articles and, and whatever, listening to these podcasts, you understand that we want our mules to be successful. We want our mules to be the best that they can be, the best that they're capable of becoming, right? And we also don't ever teach the mule anything new. And that might not make sense. You're thinking, what do you mean you don't teach it something new? Isn't everything brand new? Well, let's take these obstacles, for example. On this, In this clinic, we are... We're, we're constantly asking our mules to get up on rocks, basically, okay? We're, we're jumping up on rocks. This is why it's the, the nickname of this clinic is our rock hopping clinic or our rock crawling clinic, okay? And somebody might say, my mule has never seen a rock. They've been in a pasture their whole life. They've never seen a rock. They don't know how to jump up on a rock. They don't know what that is. Okay, well, we're not going to come out here and ask them to jump up on something wild and crazy right in the beginning. We're going to ask them to do something simple. Maybe in the very beginning, we're going to ask this mule to just walk across this flat rock that is level with the ground. It's just basically, basically it goes from dirt to rock, back to dirt, right? You might say, well, yeah, they've but they've still never been across the rock. So you're not, so it doesn't make sense, Ty, that you don't teach them, you don't do anything they've never done. Well, let's, let's think a little deeper here. Has your mule walked forward? Okay. Yeah. They've walked forward. All right. Uh, they can all walk forward. Okay. Has your mule been on something where it changed? It it changed the tech, the ground changed, uh, the texture or, you know, like it went from, maybe you went from your pasture to your driveway. So it went from, from just dirt or clay to like gravel. Have they done that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Okay. All right. So walking forward across the flat rock and changing textures, that's all That's all we, we've done. That's no, no big deal. So we get instant yeses because the mule already knows how to do those things. It's done that just in, on its own, just in nature. It's done those things. Okay. Now, we'll, well, Okay, all right, Ty, I get that. But what about the jumping up on stuff? What about jumping up on rocks? My mule's never jumped on anything. Are you sure? How did you get your mule here to this clinic? In a horse trailer? Oh. Well, every horse trailer I've ever seen, you got to jump up in it, whether it's a stock rack in the back of a pickup or it's just a a bumper pull or everything in between, you know, they got to jump up on that thing unless you got a ramp, but if they can get on a ramp boy, then the rocks will be really easy, (laughs) but yeah, they jump up in trailer. Okay. Well, that's about two foot. Most of these trailers are about two foot off the ground, 18 inches at least. All right. So they can jump up on something. And they're jumping from the ground into a trailer, which also changes texture, right? Because you're going, you know, up onto your rubber mats on the trailer or whatever from the ground. So, okay, they can do that. So this whole idea that, well, they've never done this. So, you know, it's just crazy. Um, You see, we get them to say yes. So we, we do simple obstacles in the beginning to build instant confidence in themselves and in what we're asking them. It's an easy yes from the mule, and this is what we want. We want them to say yes easily, willingly, quickly. So we start very small. We get lots of yeses, and we build up. And before you know it, you you just won't believe what these mules are capable of doing, and doing it well. Um, you know, if you're on our Facebook group, Ty Evans Mealmanship Clinics, then you can go to the albums on there, and you can click on this you know, Rock Crown Clinic album. And you can see some of the pictures of what these people are doing, some of the videos. And I'll just say the pictures and the videos just don't do anything justice on there. It's amazing what you guys can get these animals to do. But you you we gotta we gotta set it up so that it's easy for them. So that it's a success. So it's an easy yes. I can't stress how important that is in any part of your training. I'm not just talking about just like you know, this extreme trail riding clinic. And some of you are listening, like, I'm never going to go on that. So this doesn't apply. Well, no, it's, it's the same lesson across the board, no matter what. Now, let me tell you about the problem with this particular first day. I didn't have my perfect little box Canyon full of, you know, a variety of obstacles. This time we, we went to a different area and, um, You know, there's there's not a lot of of immediate obstacles to plan like there is at this other camp that I'm talking about. At this camp that we stayed at, you kind of have to ride out to the the canyons and ride out to the cliffs to get to anywhere. You got to go across a lot of, you know, basically these low rolling hills of cedars and junipers until you get to the, the fun stuff, as we say. So we start out every day by doing our groundwork in camp and doing a little ride in camp only this time we didn't do near as much riding in camp as we usually do we kind of got to moving a little sooner and that's okay it's not not that big a deal um but i wanted to find a spot a good spot that we could talk about seat position body position you know rain position leg positions all these things um for for getting these obstacles done so i found this little uh little drainage um, this little r- ravine uh type thing and it had some some gradual uh some gradual sloping banks on both sides where you know the, the drops are you know over i don't know what the degrees would be but it's it's a two two foot drops you know but it's real gradual and easy it's not like a jump or anything and so i explained body position seat position legs and reins whatever and and I turn them loose well they kind of scattered quickly rather than kind of working kind of easy one or two at a time. They all, it was kind of like a shotgun blast and everybody just started working. And this riled up a couple of mules. And first of all, Nathan, uh, higher, he was there with his, uh, mule blue and, and, uh, he goes down through, through the bank and up and and his mule kind of gets a little honky and, and starts to crow hop around there. And, and, uh, he he had a good save. He got a hold of a saddle blanket and he and he saved himself. And and I thought, okay, well, all right. And then just before that drama was over, another gal there named Cynthia, her mule got worked up and took off running with her. And this is where it went bad. Uh, she dropped a rein. Meanwhile, she's pulling back on the other rein. Not getting a real good angle on it. See, you know, if you can bend the mule around, you can you can shut him down. Typically if if you got some feet connected to them reins, but she was kind of pulling straight back on the rein and and didn't have a real good angle on it. Meanwhile she dropped the other rein and she's kind of tipped in her seat already. And the mule's kinda going up and down, up and down these little embankments, and she just lost her balance, got tipped out of the saddle, and she came down hard. Landed right on her hip. And she was hurt. Um We so we got to her, her mule is running around I send my buddy Sam to go get the mule and and uh, another buddy named Ron that was there from Wisconsin he those two went out trying to get a hold of the mule we attended to uh, Cynthia and it only took a moment we realized she's just she's just fine she just hit hard but um you know didn't didn't bust anything didn't break anything and you know everything is everything is okay, but, but she's definitely sore. and She's going to be sore. So, all right. So, so I leave her. Okay. She's fine. And, and, uh, Megan Mencing is there and we, we got actually a whole bunch of <laughs> medical officials here. Um, let's see two, three of these, I think three of the women in this clinic. Um, yeah, three of them are all nurses, uh, or, or medical, uh, medically trained of some sort. Right. So that's convenient. And, um, so, so they attend to her and just make sure she's fine. Give her some ibuprofen and, and, uh, ice pack. And we head out, try to get up get after the mule. Well, Sam had caught up with the mule and went to get a hold of it. And he picked up on the reins and, and when he picked up on the mule, kind of jerked back and busted the bridle. So now we, now the mule's running around, no, no head stall, well, the head cells hanging from its ears. And, um, so long story short, we got a hold of the mule and, uh, put, put a halter on it. And, uh, Sam trotted back to the, he trotted back to the trailers at this point. We're only probably a mile from, we're only about a mile from the trailers. Like we're, we're pretty darn close. We're not far at all. Um, so he trots back and he, he he's gone for about 10 minutes by the time he trots to the trailer trots back, you know, uh, it's only been about 10 minutes. Like I said, and Cynthia has decided that she doesn't want to go on. She's, she's done riding. she's, she needs to go back to the truck and relax. And, and so, uh, a good buddy, Joe G. And if you haven't listened to his episode on this podcast, you need to check it out. I had Joe G on as a guest last year and, and, uh, he was gracious enough and he always comes to these, I I haven't come to help me. And, and so he, he takes her back to the trailer and, you know, I was really disappointed that she couldn't finish out the day and she ended up not finishing the clinic. She ended up going home because she's too sore. But that night she asked me something, and this is a lesson. This is why I'm telling this part of the story is she says, I'm just really disappointed in myself. I, is it, is it really that bad that I didn't get back on after I fell off of her? She said, I always hear people talk about how you got to get back on them after you get dumped. And I said, you know, that's, that's redneck stuff. Like that's, that's not something that, that really is that great. Like you might make you feel like you did something getting back on, but there's a few factors here. You got to consider number one, are you in a mentally good place so that you can help that mule? Are you in a good frame of mind that you can help that mule get into a good frame of mind? And we already knew the answer to this. She says, no way. No, not that time. She was pretty shook up, right? Okay, number two, are you physically able to handle a, you know, we'll, we'll just say troubled mule. This mule is not really a troubled mule. She just had a tough moment, but are are you physically able to help a troubled mule? Are you able to get through things? And she says, oh, dang, no way. I'm too sore. I'm way too hurt. Okay. Just those two things alone. Well, one of them by themselves is enough to call it like, no, you can't get back on. And because it only matters if you can get back on and help the mule. Great. But if you can't get back on and help and improve the situation and help your mule be better, then, then, just getting back on is not good enough. In fact, you might ruin things. You might mess things up worse by getting back on in, in that position. So I explained this to her, you know, and, you know, she's going to go home and she's going to work and she's going to get things right and she will get back on when she's ready. I, I don't think it's a killer deal uh, or a deal killer rather if if she, if she didn't get back on immediately, I don't think that'd be good. And she even asked, she said, well, can she wanted to say, say Hey, could, do you think Sam would ride my mule? I'm like, no, Sam ain't going to ride your mule, Sam. He's a good, you know, uh, you guys need to listen to his episode here on the podcast too. He's a, he's a good buddy of mine. And in fact, he's married to Sky's cousin and, um, great cook. And he's there. He, I hire him as a cook. He just comes along the rides for the fun of it to join us. Uh, I said, no, no, Sam is not, Sam is not a trainer. Sam is not a colt starter. Sam is not a, uh, he's not a bronc rider. He's got his own to worry about. He ain't going to ride yours. She's like, well, I just really want somebody to get right back on. And even for the mule though, it's not, it's not as, as big of a deal in some instances for these animals as, as it is for you. Um, now on some cases you coming off a mule can be more traumatic for them than you, but it's not such a, a big deal that sacrifices need to be made to get right back in the saddle. Get back on again and ride. Um, if you can, if you're capable, you're mentally capable, you're physically capable, cool, go ahead. If you can help that meal, cool, go ahead. If not, then it's all right. Put yourself together tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever, go back to it. So That was our first adventure. Um, sorry about the, the background noise. I'm sitting here in the horse trailer recording this and it's a blessing. We're getting a little bit, just a little sprinkle of rain. So you can probably hear it on the roof and that's a very welcome sight. Um, so let's talk more about day one, you know, back to what I was saying about preparing these people, helping them get ready, um, getting their mules saying yes. So, so we found a few other obstacles played on got their mules ready, got a little bit better, found a couple little rocks to get some yeses out of them, and then we kept building. So typically, I do all my scouting and all my writing, all my work way before the clinic starts, so I know exactly where we're going to go. Well, this time, we had such an advanced group um, that I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something new here. And there's a little canyon that I had been up I had been up and found a way up this canyon, up onto the rim of the cliffs. Now, if you know anything about wayfinding out in this rough country, this mountain country, it's always the best idea to find your way by going up. Because you know if you can go up it, you can go back down it. But it's not always the other way around. So sometimes if you try to find your way down from something in this type of rim rock, canyon country, you'll find yourself ledged up. So if you can go up it, you can always come back down. And at least this applies to our mule riding out here. Okay. So I had been up this, I had been up this canyon. So I know I could go up it. So I wanted to go down. And this is probably one of the highlights of the clinic. Is I'm I'm out here on this, on the edge of a cliff, and there's a picture of me, and you can, uh, you can see it in the album. And I'm I'm standing on the very edge of the cliff, and I got Hannah. Who, who? By the way, this is her first trail ride out, and before this day, uh, I have a total of one hour of riding on this mule. So that's how much confidence I have in this cold. But I'm, I'm standing there, and I got Hannah there by me, and I'm looking off the cliff. And I didn't hear, I didn't hear Nathan say this, but uh, the ladies there quoted him, and and they thought that was pretty funny. But he said, apparently, he's looking out while I'm looking off this cliff. He's looking over at me, and he says. Blue, we got to find some new friends. <laughs> and he's, and I guess he said it very matter of factly. And, uh, anyways, the lady thought, the ladies thought it was pretty funny. And, um, cause he's just thinking I'm nuts, man. You're trying to find a way off this cliff and it's cliff. Uh, it's pretty major cliff down here. And and there's only a couple spots to access down the Canyon. I'm, I'm following these access points. I'm looking way ahead, way down the Canyon. I'm trying to remember how I got up this canyon at some point um, so I can find the same way down because there's really only there's really only one way, one or two ways up and down most these spots out here. So I'm trying to find it. Anyways, I find it. we head down and it's pretty rough. It was rough enough that I just led Hannah, the the three year old. I just led her down um, about a third of it. And, you know, there's a couple others in the group that that also led their mules down, didn't feel confident. Um, but the majority of them, they all wrote it, which was super impressive because this was a very challenging spot and, uh, really impressive, but they all thought that was just fantastic. And, and it's kind of, there's something fun about finding a new way, um, or or doing something for the first time, right? There's just nothing else like it. And, uh, this was fun for all of us. We all kind of shared this feeling here. So day one was just fantastic. Um, I'm going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about day two. Hey, I want to jump on here real quick and give a big shout out to my buddy Colton Erring. Um, If you're looking for a good custom built saddle that fits mules and fits you, you need to check out Colt Saddlery. You find him on Facebook, Colt Saddlery, and uh, tell him Ty sent you. He will take good care of you. Okay, so day two was even better, I think. Um, day two, I rode Dally. And if you guys have been following along with the Dally Diaries, then you'll recognize that name. Uh, and Dally did uh, did pretty good. Um, we had one little glitch. And a few people actually said that this was their highlight watching this. But in the, the beginning of, of the class, or, or that day, um, uh, we, we come to to the first little obstacle. I call it Fraggle Rock because in fact, Jen Allen was here on this clinic and she actually brought her mule Fraggle again. But when she had been here previously, she had a heck of a heck of a tough time on this rock. So this was called Fraggle Rock anyways. Um, it's not that big of a deal. It's like only a foot high and it's about four foot wide and, a and, uh, maybe three foot long. It's, it's just kind of, uh, a little rock, but it it is challenging in the way that it shapes up. Okay. And anyway, so I'm trying to get Dally on this and Dally, Dally, she teaches me a lot of lessons. If I'm not just right about putting the pressure on, if I put too much on or not enough, things don't go good. I was putting too much pressure on in this moment, trying to get her in. And she says, Nope. And she kind of took off to the right and then just started, uh, doing some crow hopping and she just, it was real slow motion and really not a big deal. Just kind of bounce, you know, boing, boing, three, two, uh, maybe three or four little hops. And anyways, there was no big deal. I just, you know, once she calmed down, I just went right back to it. But the, the lesson here was a lot of times after your mule will maybe crow hop or maybe maybe run off a little bit or whatever, whatever, or maybe they spook, whatever trouble that you might have with your mule. It's easy for you to get worked up and hold on to that, that energy, that, um, that stress and, and hang on to that anxiety. And it's super important that you let it go. So I let it go immediately. I just went right back to the rock and I adjusted my pressures because I realized, oops, I put on too much. I adjusted my pressure a little bit. And Dally figured it right out. But a lot of them watching were like, wow, that was, that was interesting. And and I, and I shared that with them, you know, how you, you really have to be aware of yourself, aware of the energy that you bring to the situation so that it doesn't affect your mule negatively. So that, you know, just the way you feel might be too much pressure for them to take. So it's important that you adjust that and you're aware of that first of all. So. We went on, and you know, day two is full of. Um, day two is interesting, at least at this this particular clinic uh, this time, because you know there was a lot of quiet riding where we're just kind of riding through the rocks and you know just riding through the country there, no big deal. And then we come to a big obstacle, and it's big, it's challenging. Uh, day two is very technical, okay. And then day, th- you know, uh, then we ride on a little bit more. We come to another big obstacle, and that's kind of how this day goes, and. Um, there was a few situations that that bothered me as the instructor a little bit. Um, and, and I w- I was really trying hard not to let this carry on. But in the beginning of this clinic, I tell all the participants, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to ask you to do anything here with your mule that I don't know that you can do. If I ask you to do it, believe me, that I know you can." Um, also if I say, don't do something, believe me that I think you shouldn't, that I don't think it'll be in your best interest or your meal's best interest to do something, these obstacles, cause they can be very challenging. So there's a few obstacles we came to and a few of the ladies said, no, I don't want to do it. And I, and I kind of like, no, I, I really like you to do this. Also because these obstacles build upon one another, I kind of, Mentioned that in the earlier segment, where you know we get these mules saying yes, and and we we have them do this obstacle so that they're ready for the next. It's the same way we work our checklist, right? Every obstacle builds on to the next, and every pro- every part of the process in, in our like mulemanship checklist builds on and prepares for the next part of the checklist. So that's kind of what's going on. So we came to a few obstacles, and some of them are totally optional, and they're just kind of bonus obstacles, and it's no big deal. But some of them I I aren't. I don't want them to be. And I, so, you know, but we came to one particular rock, and there's a few of them that kind of said, No, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I tried to persuade and say, No, you, I promise you, you can. And also, this will prepare you for the next. And I, I don't want to do it. And so they didn't really, they didn't do it. And we get to another, another obstacle, and kind of the same thing. I don't want to do it. And by the end of the day, we, we kind of ended with some sand hills, what are, we call them oozers. They're really fun. Uh, you, there's just the sand, you get on the sand, you go down, you drop 30, 40 foot and the sand kind of just gives and your mules just kind of float down the bottom. It looks very intense from being up on top, looking down because it's really steep. Um, but the obstacle itself isn't that challenging. But because there was some no's throughout that day, unfortunately, it it kind of built into the whole day where there was more no's. and it was it was disappointing for me as the instructor, because I'm thinking, you know, because my participants, to me, you guys that come to my clinics, i I treat my mules and you the same. It's the same principles of teaching. They work the same for humans as they do for for animals. You try to get them saying yes. You try to build confidence and and build that rapport with with either the animal or with the participant, get you all saying yes, yes, yes. And at the end of the day, I did not have yes, humans. I mean, there was a bunch of them. Uh, There's a bunch that were definitely yes, yes, humans. (laughs) But there was a couple that were not. And I kind of felt bad at the end of that day, like, shoot, I didn't get them saying yes. You you didn't get them as willing as I wanted them to be. And and that was a little disappointing. So next year uh, or the next clinic I do, I'm going to do better about building to these obstacles more gradually so that all the people are saying yes. I know if the people say yes that the mules won't have an issue at all. It begins with us. We have to be yes humans before they can be yes mules. And and that hesitancy, that that little too much anxiety on the human's part will go on to the mule for sure, and we don't want that. So that was kind of my lesson of for day two, for myself. And you can kind of take that lesson and apply it to your mulemanship and maybe to your life, or maybe you're raising kids, you know, um, uh, whatever it might be, um, you know, building that confidence, building that relationship. that's that needs to be there first. So, you know, day two uh, was a good time other than that little piece of it. Lots of technical obstacles and and a great ride, a tremendous view. we ate we ate lunch out on this um, wait lunch out on this beautiful, red rock shelf um overhanging a massive cliff i mean it's 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 probably you know thousand foot drop just just amazing amazing views uh you just it just makes you feel so tiny in the world you know as you're sitting on the edge of this cliff that's got to be yeah like i said 800 to a thousand foot drop i mean it's just huge um we eat lunch there. And uh, man, you just feel you just feel amazing when you're there. It's so cool. Anyways, we get back. It's something we do each evening at these clinics, which is very unique because we don't get to do this at the regular mulemanship classes, but each evening we gathered around the fire and we shared the highlight of the day. And it was really fun to hear everybody's highlights. And it's particularly fun to hear. The person when they talk about their highlight, the the mule's highlights, or or their and their mule's highlights together, that's what I really love to hear. Um, I love to hear people giving giving the credit where credit is due, giving that credit to your mule. Tell, think about it. Tell about it. Tell about your mule being amazing. Tell, think about it. You know, um, it's it's amazing what these meals will do for us and. You know, that attitude of gratitude does so much for for us in our mules relationships. When you're grateful for what your mule has to offer, when you're grateful for what your mule is doing for you, it does something to, to your relationship. And I found it to be the same thing in marriage and the same thing in parenting. When you have that attitude of gratitude, when, when you're grateful for what the other person does, for what that mule does, and you show that gratitude or even just expressing the gratitude, your relationship changes. And so it was super special to hear a lot of these people talking about how great that, you know, these days were and, and how, how thankful they were for their animal and, and for moments and for their animal taking care of them through this or that. That's just one lesson that I hope we can just hang on to. I I feel like if, if if that's, if that's the only lesson that we applied was just being thankful for what the animal has to offer. Most of us would have a different relationship with that animal. So that was really cool on day three. We had another participant um, that, uh, couldn't she she was really sore and she'd rode the first two days and she doesn't ride this type of country at all um so she's not used to the, used to this country she's not used to riding this long either and she was sore so she didn't want to ride and this is always just upsetting to me because um, I'm like oh man the, the, we we do all this day one and day two build to day three you know you, you want to get to day three that's the best day that's the highlight day that's the the finishing touches of this type of clinic, so I was disappointed she couldn't make it, but totally understood her being sore. On the other hand, I've mentioned Nathan Hire a couple times, and this guy, this guy's tough as nails, so he jumped, He had jumped off a rock on day two, and he, he kind of landed a little crooked in a saddle, and he popped his hip, and and I haven't talked to him since. I need to check on him, Nathan, if you're listening to this, let me know how you're doing, buddy. But he he jumped off this rock, kind of popped his hip a little bit. Um, I don't know if he tore a muscle or if he, um, you know, dislocated it slightly or, or what he did. Anyways, this guy was, he was in some pain. He was hurting. I, I, I'd look at him and I'd catch him on some of these things and he'd just be wincing with pain. And. Some will say, well, if he was hurting that bad, he shouldn't ride because then he's going to brace and, and the mule's going to have to compensate for it. On the other hand, you know what? He he pushed through it. And I told him how important day three was for his mule. And his mule, his mule really needed this clinic. It really needed this ride. I said, man, just do day three. Hang in there. Get through this. It's going to be worth it. I promise you. You won't regret doing it. Even if it does hurt, push through it. And you, you'll have time to heal up, you know? And, um, so he did it and I just want to commend him for trying and, and I was watching him cause I'm like, well, you know, if he gets to compensating for that hip too much and, you know, maybe sitting wrong or, or maybe pulling on the mule, I'm, I'm going to tell him about it, but he rode good. He rode good all day. And uh, I, we, he did take it easier on some of the obstacles, which was a, a very good choice, but he did almost everything that we all did. And um, you know, day three is a combination of rock hopping and technical navigating technical spots, which is one of my favorite parts, is navigating the technical spots. I like that better than the jumps, for sure. Um, it's a combination of these things. And this is my favorite day to watch the mules, because now they've had two days of practice. so is their humans, right? Uh, but they've had two days of practice and, and and they're they're getting really keen on watching where they're going. And I love to see the mules when they change from just following down the trail, just following another butt, just going down the trail mindless and and dull to you get them out in this terrain and they are thinking. And I love when you've picked out a way, like, okay, I want to go right there. You pick out a way and the mule sees the way. That is so cool when they finally see the way. And this is what I'm trying to build. To me, this is what following a feel is. is when the mule sees what you see and the mule does what you, you want to do. But you don't have to do so much to get it to do that. There's one particular obstacle that I got to mention. So there's this little spot where we have to go on I mean it's literally a two-foot ledge, two-foot wide ledge. And this spot is tight. And you know, on 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 one side you're up against the the base or you know the, the wall of the rock, okay? So picture your right side, if you look to your right, it's a it's a wall, okay. If you look to your left, your left leg is dangling over the air. Now, it's not a huge drop on the other side. It's only about a six-foot drop on that side. But nonetheless, you're hanging out there, and your mule's walking on a two-foot-wide little shelf. And these mules see the way. It was so neat. The problem with this, (laughs) you guys have listened to my previous podcast. You guys know my problem with snakes. Okay, so I'm on Hannah again. And this is day three, okay? So I already told you about day one. This is Hannah's first ride out. Now this is day three. This is Hannah's second time because I rode Dally on day two. So this is Hannah's second time out on the trail. This is her sixth time being ridden ever, 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 ever. And she sees the way. She she sees this this way across this little two-foot wide a little shelf. And this two-foot-wide shelf runs for approximately 10 feet. It's, it's only a couple strides really. And you're, you're out of it. Okay. So we do it. And then we get to the other side and guess what I hear the freaking rattlesnake, you hear the buzzing in in the bush. And I don't, it was actually in a rock, the buzzing in this rock. And I can't see the snake. I can hear it, you know, just sitting there buzzing and, and, you know, my mule kind of cocks her head at it, you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I can't place the snake. I can't see it. They blend in so good and it's tangled in the rock there. So, so here's the deal. we got to go across this 10 foot section of two foot wide trail. And then you got to pass rattlesnake rock. (laughs) I was in the very front. I was leading the whole group through that. So I've already made it through and they're coming behind me. I tell you what, if I had known about that rattlesnake and if I was behind those people, there ain't no way you're paying me enough to go on that. No way. Uh, I wouldn't do it. It was, it was so intense for me. Um, and also I'm on this cult, you know, Hannah doesn't know how to do anything. All I can do is roll the hindquarters. That's literally the only controls I have on Hannah is rolling the hindquarters. That's all I can do. So I can't hardly even just, uh, you know, I mean, I can't do much to get out of that predicament. If it was too, you know, too touchy or too tight, all I can do is kind of ride, ride out of it, ride forward. And that's all I did um but boy that uh, uh and that was actually the second rattlesnake we had saw that day um uh, or or that yeah that day i come across another one we were riding up this earlier that morning we were riding up this wash um out there the washes are completely well, not all of them but a lot of them are completely stone just completely rock so this the sandstone rock i'm riding up this wash and um come across the rattlesnake and course it doesn't really have anywhere to go it's just rock everywhere so we are just kind of riding along and it's kind of trying to get out of the way too it's more scared of me than than i was of it um even though that's hard to believe but uh it was just this little thing so that was the second rattlesnake and that's the problem with going out there in may this time of year is is uh there sure enough a bunch of snakes out there so you know i love seeing the confidence built In this clinic, I love seeing people push themselves out of their comfort zone, push themselves to be better. But I love seeing the mules, a light turn on in their mind. See, when you guys engage them mentally, when you get them thinking mentally, you you get them out of the dude string, you get them out of the trail rider mode. And you ask them questions, you get them thinking. It is amazing what these critters will do. And you know, gosh, I wish I could just share it with all of, all of you. How cool it feels when your mules have this new light in their in their eyes, this, this new spark of life in them. When you ask them specific questions, and and you just you don't know what I'm talking about until you've experienced it for yourself, and, and seeing the light that these meals have, it's you're accessing a, a higher intelligence. I swear, it's it's just amazing when you get them into this thinking frame of mind when they're engaging when they're engaging that mental part of their I mean that 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 problem solving the 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 pondering side of their mind rather than just the reactive instinctual side of the mule, but you don't get that by just being a trail rider you don't get that by doing the dude string thing you you get that by asking questions get them out there, go around that rock, go over that rock, go around that deadfall, go over the deadfall, go through that water, go up that hill, down that hill um. You ask them to think and, and think outside of, of the trail mule, uh, meaning, see, it's, it's easy. You'll find a lot of these obstacles when you're going just down in line down the trail. Your mules will, will do these, these obstacles and it's no big deal. But you'll find when you ask the mule to do an obstacle outside of the trail when it's it's not the obvious thing to do. So you'll, you can all jump up a three foot ledge when you're going down the trail and there's trees on both sides of you and that's the way. And then the one in front of you does it. So the next one does it. That's easy. But when you jump up that three foot rock, that's just sitting out there in that wash by itself, there's nothing there. And there's absolutely zero reason for them to do it when there's no reason for them to, to go on that trail. And that's when you get them to do it. That just, I just wish I could share the feeling what that's like. And I hope you all get to experience that at some point. You get to you get to feel that. Um because that's pretty cool. And that's what we got to do. I was able to do that with the Colts I rode. I rode Hannah and Dally like I mentioned. A lot of fun. And you know, there was a few other young mules there um that were learning and you know my friend Jesse Coltrane had a mule there named Festus and she she nicknamed him Tigger. Uh because old Festus kind of liked to bounce and this mule just got a little bit of a, of a crow hopping, a little bit of a bucking problem, not a problem yet, but just kind of the mule's a little froggy. Okay. And I said, no, bring, and she was worried about bringing the mule. I said, no, bring the mule because this will be great. And, and by day two, that mule was just doing incredible. However, it got a little sore. See we're on rock two thirds of this ride and this mule got sore, didn't have shoes on and uh, neither did mine, but, um, Nonetheless, it was a little tough on this mule's feet and got too sore. So she, she, uh, decided not to ride him on the third day. And luckily Sky's dad brought one of his mules for her to, to use on day three. But, you know, Festus was young and, and shoot by day two. He was, he was doing incredible. Um, there was another great mule from Texas, um, that Ramona brought, uh, the mule's name was Annabelle and one of the calmest, most calmest, most competent mules I've seen in that country just very quiet and thoughtful. You know Megan Mensing had her mule Henry there. Henry is just a superstar. If you've a lot of you listening have have probably been to my clinic in Gunnison, Colorado. This this is like a <laughs> this clinic is kind of like a a bucket list clinic. Everybody's got to go to Gunnison one time. It's it's we fill this clinic up every year. Anyways, Megan is the host of that clinic and a lot of you will know Henry her mule and Megan's actually been on this podcast uh, before as well. Anyways, Henry's just so solid. I just love seeing these mules like, no, no big deal. It's not a big deal to him. But um, well, there's a lot of great people that made some some good progress. You know, I mentioned Jen Allen and her mule Fraggle earlier. And and Jen, first year she came, she was just scared to death of everything. Her mule was scared of everything too. And, And she made so much progress. It was incredible. Another person to mention is Lisa Taka. You guys have heard her on this podcast as well. I got a lot of these people on these podcasts so far now. You know, Lisa brought her mule, Katie, and we've talked about this mule on the podcast before. And the first year that Lisa came to this this extreme trail clinic, uh, I mean, she walked Katie on tons of these obstacles. And she did not have confidence in Katie or herself to do these things. And you would have no idea that that was the case after watching this clinic this year. She did just incredible, just a rock star. Um, I, just, I could mention something about everybody, really. Amy Klingler brought her mule, Hazel. And uh, if you guys are on the video library, um, maybe not. Maybe I didn't take videos of that mule. Um, but anyways, Amy and Hazel... Uh, I started this mule, um, put 60 days on it for last year and, uh, this mule. So she's just, a th- just a four year old, three or four year old. Um, yeah, she's four and just also a rock star pun. Totally intended. Uh, great mule. Uh, everybody just did fantastic. You know, uh, got another good, good buddy. Nancy Baldock came out there with her mule Ludo and Ludo, uh, she calls him the uh, Ludo off. Of, I can't remember what it is. Something about Ludo loving rocks. And anyways, he does that mule's a good rock crawler, a great mule. And she did amazing. Everybody did really good. Wisconsin, Ron Erickson, uh, quite the character, but he brought his mule, Edith, who ha- does not used to seeing rocks. Like I, I'm kind of told the story about that earlier about, you know, things being new and, and, this, you know, all I can say is this terrain here is completely different than Wisconsin. There's nothing similar to Wisconsin at all. Nothing the same as far as terrain goes. And uh, his meal Edith just just rocked it as well. So we had some great people there. Um, I want to thank all the people that helped me in this clinic. Of course, my amazing wife, Skye, she's always right there. She's my partner in this clinic and and just does a fantastic job of helping out and does a great job of getting pictures and videos for all of you to enjoy. Uh, and if you're not on our Facebook group on um, Ty Evans Mulemanship Clinics there, you need to check it out. She's got the album up there and a lot of great pictures. Um, big thanks to her dad, Larry. He, he brought that mule out for for Jesse on the last day. And he comes and helps quite a bit doing these things. Big thanks to Joe G as well. He helps me every clinic with this stuff. And of course our amazing cook, Sam can't, uh, couldn't do it without him. Uh, he's man. If you haven't had Sam scaling's cooking, you're missing out on life. So anyways, it was a great clinic. Thank you all that attended. And if you are thinking about coming to this clinic, tell me, let me know we can get you on the wait list um, I usually have quite the the waiting list for this clinic and we do two or three of them every year and it's a blast so hey thank you for listening if it's if it's not too much trouble I would be so grateful to you um if you would leave a, a five star rating if you think that uh, we're worth it and leave a little review let me know what you think of this podcast uh, let me know what you what your thoughts are and how you like these things tell me your favorite episode and I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, God bless you, and we will see you down the road.